welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Laura Henshaw, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, repeat guest. I think everyone knows who you are, so there's no real need for an intro, I wouldn't have thought, but it is good to see your face. And, um, and how are you doing? Thanks, Dan. Question. When you yes. upload this on YouTube, was yep. that awkward bit at the start where we're just sitting there while your intro plays <laughs> be on YouTube? I think it will be, to be honest. Um, that's something <laughs> I should probably think about and try and sort out at some point. But You should get your guests to dance along to your song. You'd be one of the only ones that would agree to it, I would have thought. <laughs> but I was thinking that. I was halfway through that. I was starting to think. And you know, the funny thing is I can't actually hear the intro on my end. So I was having a guess when it was finished. So I was kind of <laughs> like looking at your reaction to see like when you were kind of starting to get a bit more awkward. And uh, always good. So how are you? I'm, I'm good. I am Fantastic. excited to finally get where in. Will this come out soon? This will come out from maybe like two or three weeks from after we... We Look, you're very organised, like not that you haven't always been, but and we've done bringing, some like and like let me let me just out. let me just get this straight. Like that's bringing you up the order a bit as well. Like we've got after push you forward a little bit as well. well <laughs> at the time of recording, we are still in lockdown. Yeah, but we've got a roadmap to get out. So I'm excited now to have mm. some. Seems to be be a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I love what you've done with the recording studio. Firstly, for those that are watching on YouTube, um, Laura, before you record, we've actually been talking for the last kind of 20 minutes about all the effort she's gone into to creating this studio. For those that are listening, you have to take my word for it, but it is a very professional setup. And all of the books that Laura's ever read are lined up on the the bookshelf behind her, which is brilliant. I it violated. I thought this was just an audio recording and all of a sudden you're, you're recording the video. That's okay. I like to take a minimalist approach. And Couldn't tell. I have how many books behind me? Six. Six. They're the books that... They look like I children's also... books as well. <laughs> okay, from that's really me. From here, well. I have actually read all those books in the past week. So it's just my way of joking. It helps when there's only pictures in it. <laughs> Uh, They're anyway, actually all fantastic books, and I think uh, take a word on. for it. Uh, one of those They're all fantastic books. books. No, no, none of them is a kick book. They are all uh, written by fantastic and inspiring female authors. So they are not fantastic. books. They are very good books. Fantastic. Well, we'll have a link to all of um, Laura's book collection in the show notes as well, so you guys can check that out. Um, Laura's, how you been? How you been going in lockdown? Um, there's a few things that I want to kind of chat about today, which I think will help um, a lot of the listeners. Obviously, those that are listening, I would assume, um, have, have a very good idea of who you are and probably follow along with your content anyway. But um, you are a very inspiring person and, and someone who seems to have um, a, a good idea of what she's doing and, and kind of full control of most things, which is great. But what I wanted to ask you to start off is how, how you've managed to deal with overwhelm throughout lockdown. I mean, I don't know what your experience has been like, but I just think particularly for those that are listening that may be uh, confused as to what they're going to do for work or how they can continue operating their business. Maybe they're unable to see family. Maybe just in general, there's just so much stress and anxiety around the unknown that um, people tend to get stuck in overwhelm, which is definitely something that, that I kind of get stuck with every now and then. So when you have had those moments of overwhelm, whether it be work, personal life, whatever, what are some ways that you, you kind of deal with it? First of all, great, great question. 
which I will answer in a minute. But first of all, how hard was it for you to say those positive things at the start without being sarcastic? I've been practicing all morning. That was the first time. <laughs> nah, they're true. They're true. No, but I, I don't know what to do when you give me a compliment, Dan, because I'm not used to what I just to only mean things. Anyway, so <clears throat> I would say, I mean, it's been so Joke hard enough. for everyone. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's been, uh, it's been obviously really, really hard on everyone. And I think as what I've learned though, is some of the days are just hard and nothing will get you out of, I suppose, feeling like really shit. And then there's some days, which hopefully for, for most people listening are the majority of days where even if you are feeling a little bit down, if you can kind of have a toolkit of things that you know make you feel a little bit better, then they should help you. Mm. But I think it's just important to acknowledge that there are some days that I will do every single thing that I usually makes me feel better and lifts my spirits. Mm. And I still feel really sad and down. I think especially, I mean, now if anyone lives in Melbourne listening, you will, now we have a roadmap, as we said, there's a little bit of hope. And I feel like that's what we lost for a really long time. And it is really hard to be motivated when there is no hope. It's something that I feel like we don't realize is missing or we don't even think about hope until it's missing and yeah. we, we kind of take it for granted mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market mm. that's okay yeah the rain is, is that rain is it, yeah what did you think it was you in a tent or what what's going on that's okay is that hail I i'm not sure hail. you're gonna okay. have to tell me i apologize i hope this the audio is okay but um it's fine yeah so i feel like on the day so where i can pull myself out of it Mm. The things that I've, every time that I do something that makes me feel good, I'll write it down. So then on the, when I'm not feeling up and happy, I'll go to that list and try and do something. Things like going for a walk and listening to a podcast really helps. Yeah. Reading mm-hmm. my, <laughs> from my big collection. <laughs> <laughs> what else has helped me? Cooking something, doing things that I don't look at the time. And I'm not, I've been really lucky that I've been able to work through the entire time that mm. we have been in lockdown and with what we're doing keep it clean obviously as you know um you know we love having you a part of it we were making a difference in, in people's lives and keeping them active and so for me it was in the morning starting my day with a workout and even if that was the only thing in control of the whole day mm. at least i felt accomplished by by doing that mm-hmm. and that seemed to help but i think as well just also try and focus on the present i i think we also it's really easy to think like the future is so unknown and it absolutely is and so often focusing on that is not going to do us any good at all it's just going to make us more stressed and feel more overwhelmed so i found trying to bring myself back to the present and you know even doing guided meditations yeah and things like that has really helped too yeah i think something that you're really good at and it definitely shows through social media and stuff anyways is that understanding that you touched on before is that not every day is going to be great and there are going to be some shit days and it's not so much about almost suppressing or trying to ignore the fact that you feel like shit or that things aren't going your way. It's just about accepting it and like sitting with it. And then also something that I find helps as well is sometimes not trying to do a whole heap of shit to get rid of the overwhelm is actually to do the opposite and just do less for a bit. Like you said, it might be something 
you might be overwhelmed with work and instead of sitting there trying to do anything and everything related to work to get on top of it, you just take a step away and go for a walk or do a training session or listen to a podcast or I even find as well sometimes stuff that's just completely useless is helpful. Yeah. Like it might be like watching a comedy, stand-up comedy um, set or yeah, something that's non-related to what you're trying to, to figure out often helps as well. Like a hobby, which I feel like yeah. people, especially I think we're quite similar in how regimented we are yeah. and how much pressure we put on ourselves to do well all the time. And I think it's really when you're in that mindset all mm. the time, even I find when I'm putting like a few weekends ago, I read a book on a Sunday one of the yeah. books behind me actually. <laughs> and I, I had, I felt so good after it. And I thought to myself, why don't I do this more often? And it's mm. because when I do things like that, it sounds so silly, but when I do things like that, sometimes I'm so feeling so guilty the whole time because I'm not doing anything to, you know, for work or something like mm. cleaning something yeah. in the house or something really oh, that I kind of classify in my mind as productive when really reading is something that makes me feel really good. And then I can do everything else a lot better afterwards. The flow on um, effect is exactly. really, so yeah. it's taking that guilt away and for me yep. I have to I have to actively do it and say to myself this is productive for mm. me because I need this to fill my cup right now and it seems yep. so silly but I feel like sometimes guilt can kind of take over and then we don't get kind of anything out of that self-care time that we're trying to allocate yeah that's definitely something that I've struggled with but it's starting to get better purely by the fact that we've almost been forced to get better at it but like you touched on, we're, we're quite similar in terms of the regimen and the structure and stuff. And, and all of a sudden when you're at home, literally 24 seven, and even on the days where I have a bunch of work that I need to do and I get it done, I might have the whole afternoon and evening with nothing to do. And instead of like sitting down and, and you know, watching a movie or going for a walk or doing something that, that is nothing to do with work, you kind of almost try and force yourself to do something work related to feel productive, but then it has the reverse effect because then you do actually get nothing done because there's nothing to do. So you feel unproductive when there was nothing to, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 100%. It's a weird thing, but it, but I think I've gotten better at it. I don't know how you feel, but I've gotten better at now just not feeling guilty, just doing shit for half a day. What, is your a day. Hobby? what do you do when you're not working? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you like, I do lunges around the oval or something. Yeah. <laughs> like 4K of lunges. <laughs> well, I'm actually doing 5K of lunges in a couple of weeks <laughs> if you want to join me. Um, Is it for charity? By the time this comes up, it might have already happened. But yeah, I'm doing it for charity. So in, in a few weeks' time, I'm going to do it around the, the lake at, at um, Albert Park and try and raise – Yeah, <laughs> a bit of wind, which is good. Um, and try and raise money. I'll raise money while I'm doing it. I think it's, it's – I've figured out it should take – I'm going to do it in 20 minute blocks and it should uh -huh. take about three hours and 20 minutes. So I'm going to try to raise some money three and then donate it to, minutes. yeah, donate it to someone's business who's been kind of affected by COVID. But anyway, oh, that's, that's awesome. completely not related. What I was going to say next is. You're like, that is my hobby. <laughs> no, well, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, well, do I, do I feel like, TV? yeah, I guess so. Like I actually do really like stand up comedy. And okay. like, I have like a bunch of comedians that um, are stand up comedians, but have their own podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's like a little kind of group in LA that have like, all have their own podcast. So I like doing stuff like that. But other than that, I don't know, like I hang out with Russ, um, go for a walk. I've never walked so much in my bloody life. Um, I don't know. I tend to like all the stuff that I do anyway. So it doesn't really, I don't, I never really feel like I need to go 
today and not do anything that I normally do and just yeah. do something all completely different because I genuinely like it. Like podcasting and stuff for me is enjoyable. Um, I don't know. Do you watch TV? I don't watch TV. I, I, watch, I either watch live sport or Netflix. I would say Netflix is TV. Yeah, but, but I don't watch I'm any TV. Like Channel 7 on. Like, I don't watch any of that shit. Okay. No. You, <laughs> nah. I mean, the Olympics were on Channel 7. I watch that. I watch that. Stick TV. Yeah, <laughs> well, live sport. I said that. So I watch sport. But Netflix. Okay. Netflix, yeah, yeah, I've pretty much watched it all. I think. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I've got some good series on Netflix, but you I don't watch. I don't really watch any TV. We're going off track here, but very quickly, have you watched the Squid Game one? Uh, I'm holding off a little bit. I don't know why, but I'm holding off because I've got like that. I've got like three other series on the go, so I'm like okay. I can't start another one. Okay. And while we're on the topic, which again, this is not going to be of value to absolutely anyone listening, but it's okay. <laughs> so let's is, go um, there. <laughs> How frustrating is it that all of the good series on Netflix are voiceovers? Oh, do you mean the one because you need subtitles? Is that what you mean? Subtitles or just their voiceovers. Like they're, what are you like watching? The, the, the audio is English, but their mouths are like in another language. So it doesn't, it's not even the actual actor that's uh, talking. What, what shows are you watching? What ones has that been on? Um, we watched Hit and Run. Um, like money, money heist. I have a feeling we have got, well, I mean, the only good thing about that is we get to experience the incredible international. You don't because it's English. That we could have, yeah. Cause they've changed it. They could have just put the subtitles. I, I was going to say that all those shows are, we have very dim, not similar interests in TV because I can't watch any of that or my anxiety goes through. What, the what would you watch? I'm currently watching Grey's Anatomy with Dalton. We're up to episode 20,000 and there's 40,000 episodes. <laughs> no, Fuck. we're in season 11 and I feel like we've been watching it for 10 years. Wow. All right. Well, I think, yeah, maybe we have slightly different taste in <laughs> series, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, all right. Going back to anything to do with health and fitness yes. would be great. Um, obviously, at the moment, Victoria and New South Wales are the two states that are are pretty cooked in terms of being stuck in lockdown and we've we've clearly you know we've taken the number one spot in the whole entire world of being locked down which is just an incredible achievement um what uh that was a joke for anyone that's thought i was serious i think even without outside of being locked down um comparison on social media in particular is a is a really um dangerous thing and, and it's something that even subconsciously I think almost everyone does but mm. some people more so than others to the point where it affects their own life and everything that they're doing at the moment in lockdown you know for example we're in lockdown and uh someone like Queensland a state like Queensland or WA you know a prime example would be the grand final the other week um people are out living their lives and we're just stuck at home it's very hard not to compare what's going on here to everywhere else so you obviously have a huge following on social media and you would have plenty of people that probably compare themselves to you, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is a bad thing as well. So how, um, two parts of this question, like how do you stop yourself from comparing your life to anyone else's? And then is there anything that you do to try and combat other people comparing themselves to you? If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, like do you purposely not post certain things on social media to make it not look like you're bragging about what you do or what you have or the life that you live compared to maybe some other people like, how do you approach that whole thing? Yeah, I mean, good question. I think it's funny with the lockdown stuff. I like watching the grand final. My only thought was 
it, I felt like we live, were in living in a different world, even though we're, you know, a three hour flight from Perth. Yeah. But I haven't, it's funny. I haven't been affected by seeing people out and about in other States. So, mm. I mean, that's good, but I think that shows that we all have different things that we compare ourselves to. I mean, I've gone yeah. through a stage where for me, it was, you know, what, what I looked like and I would compare my body to everyone else's body. I saw on social Which media I think is a big one. Yeah. And try and mm. eat like them and do what they do. But as we know, we, we're all yep. genetically so different and we cannot look identical to anyone, even if we eat the same and exercise the same. So I went through a and just on that. Just on that quickly as well, like the, uh, what's the saying? Correlation versus causation is a big one as well. Like, as you said, we're all genetically different, but at the same mm. time, what works for Laura or what is preference for Laura may not work for you and may not be a preference for you at all. So just because she may be in great shape eating this way doesn't mean that if you eat that way, you're going to be in the same shape as, as Laura, if that makes any sense. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's so important to remember that. And yeah, so then after that, so that is when I had all of my value in what I looked like, because that's yep. all I cared about. And then I, thank goodness I was able to move away from that because, you know, our value is not in, in the way that we look. Mm. And now I think, I mean, I'm getting a lot better social media now. I kind of because it's, it's very much a work tool for me and a way to connect with, with people, you know, that maybe are in other states that I've met through the platform. I don't really feel like I compare myself to others on there anymore. But I think after I kind of stopped comparing my body, then I would kind of compare where I was career-wise. I think that's another thing oh, yeah. that we fall into, mm -hmm. like even life-wise where people are at in their life and you compare yourself and you, you always want to be doing better and better and better. Yep. But you don't really see any of the behind the scenes stuff. You just see the, you know, the achievement. So mm. I find with my own, my own social media, I mean, because I'm so conscious of, especially with the body stuff, how I used to feel when I would compare myself and how horrible it would make me feel about my self-worth. I try and do everything I can to make sure that I don't put that perception out onto social media. So I am, I'm really cautious with, with what I yeah. post. I really believe in doing no harm. Um, and I try, obviously some of the stuff that I put online is not serious. Not everything is, is serious and, and educational, but I, I do believe in, in doing no harm. So I'm quite conscious. Do you, do you think that's that. fair? Do you think that's fair though, in terms of on your behalf, like for you not to be able to say, for example, let's just use the example of saying on the, on the physical side of things, say you decide you want to get lean or you want to, I don't know, grow your glutes or whatever it is, like whatever your goal is, and then you achieve it, you should be able to share that experience with whoever decides to follow your journey, which in the end of the day is their choice to follow you. So you shouldn't have to feel like, Oh, I don't want to post this in case someone compares themselves to me or, or like, in the end of the day, it's like your, your life that you're documenting. So do, do you not think that's a little unfair to, to not be able to show like things that you're impressed with or that you're happy about? Dan, you should come into my brain. I am the biggest overthinker of all time. I will literally post a photo of a drink bottle and then I will think, oh my goodness, has that drink bottle caused someone to think that they need to buy this specific drink bottle? I'm like, will that affect them financially? Like that is my brain. So I, like I wish um, my I drink also, bottle was that good. <laughs> <laughs> I think though, I mean, especially from a physical standpoint of, of body, if I would ever, I, I wouldn't, I mean, getting stronger, a hundred percent, I share that. Cause that's awesome. And I feel like that's positive because it's something that everyone can, can try and do and it, it makes you feel really good. So it's yeah. kind of focusing on if I did want to, or even run further, if I wanted to run further, instead of kind of putting pressure on people or, 
or you know to, to look a certain way it would be about more how those things have made me feel when i've achieved them and encouraging others to try and achieve yeah. it but encouraging them to achieve it not exactly the way. same as me not the same race like i might do a half I, yeah i have done a half marathon i might do a half marathon and i i want to make sure that when i'm sharing my content it doesn't matter if you've never run before, if you've run 3K, if you've run 40K, I hope that my content can hopefully make people feel inspired in what they're doing. They mm. don't need to do exactly what, what I'm doing. And I think as well, I have, I know there's that, I, I, there's definitely another side to the argument that people do choose to follow you. But I also believe that without, like the Keeper Cleaner has been built from, from social media really yeah. and the trust that our community has with us. And I think for me, I just feel this huge responsibility that I have, while yes, they choose to follow me, they trust me and because mm. they trust me yeah. so much, I've been able to do what I do every day. So I feel like that, yeah, that's why I take it so seriously. I think on the other hand as well, you, as you touched on, like they trust you. So it's not only you that, that you're posting on behalf yeah. of, even though it should be, but in a way, you're, every time you post anything, it's on behalf of Keep It Cleaner as well. Yeah, really. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. it's a bit different. What, um, obviously you typically do um, the Keep It Cleaner sessions anyway, um, even when we're not in lockdown. So I'm assuming not a great deal has changed as much for you in terms of motivation to train when you're doing what you would typically do anyway. But if there, if so, has there been any weeks or certain parts of your training where you feel like you've been pretty limited due to the fact that we are in lockdown or that you're just at home? And has there been periods where your motivation has been quite low? And then what have you done to combat that? So whether it be being able to progressively overload or, or improve your running or whatever it is like how have you dealt with the training side of things so i well i mean luckily as you said because i do all of my kick workouts from home and the way that you've developed the program it's they all could be done from home and i've got equipment uh, yep. we, we, last year before we went into lockdown last year actually i can't remember if it was because of covid or we just wanted to have a set up in our garage but we've got uh quite a few weights dumbbells and i reckon it's before covid I remember yeah, when you set it up, yeah. yeah. And um, so that, that's that been really good. So really my training hasn't been affected in that I can still do all my hippie cleaner workouts from from home and I wasn't, I wasn't doing them from a gym. But what has affected me, I would say, just motivation. And it's just that I feel like even getting up in the morning, when we're in the office, which when we are, I'm in there kind of four to five days a week, mm. I have to leave by 8 a.m. to get to the office on time. So I have to have done my workout kind of finished yeah. by 7.30 to have a shower. So I have to get up at quarter past six, 6.30 to, mm -hmm. to get it done. In lockdown, you know, to get to my desk by kind of 8.39, I don't, you don't, I don't have to get up as early. And it's kind of not that motivation to be like, okay, get up, get it done. It's just kind yeah. of like, oh, I can have a coffee in bed. Like I've got yeah. time to do these things. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't even have time to work out now. Like it doesn't, like what am I even doing it for? Because I feel like, again, when we've lost hope, in, in the time when we were just in lockdown for so long and we didn't really have a roadmap, roadmap out of it and we didn't really know what the end or where the end was, that was the time where my motivation struggled the most because I just felt down. And when you feel down, you just don't feel motivated to do yeah. anything, like let alone exercise. And for me, I'm usually very, I mean, I don't wake up every day and think, yay, I'm so excited to exercise, but I, it's just a routine thing for me and yeah. I, I kind of fell out of that routine a bit. Yeah, it's exceptionally important in terms of the habits, which is yeah. something I'm so big on. Um, as you as you said just then, it's not like working out isn't something that you need to put on your to-do list to make sure you don't forget to do it. It's just a habit now. It's something that's part of your day, every day, mm -hmm. regardless of what's going on. Um, 
do you think in terms of um, people, like, cause I think we may have even talked about this cause I was thinking before we hit, before we started recording today, I'm pretty sure we've done a, like two or three episodes in lockdown already. To yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I reckon we touched on it last time, but how do you structure your days? Cause something that I've found really important for me um, personally is keeping like pretty strict structure throughout my days and not just fucking recording a podcast whenever I feel like it or replying to emails whenever I feel like it, like really planning my day out as if I was leaving the house, even if I'm not. So how have you done that with your work? Like, have you been pretty strict in terms of what your day looks like? Uh, can I just say there's literally a huge storm brewing right outside. So can you hear the thunder? I hear it. Okay, good. Fantastic. I hope yeah. no one else can hear it. Uh, <laughs> so I think for me, so my day, because everything we do on Keep It Cleaner, except from from when we film, which is kind of in big chunks. Mm-hmm. We've got a filming coming up soon, soon actually. I'm so yeah. excited. Um, <laughs> you got, have you got your jokes ready? <laughs> I got rid of my blonde hair for it. Oh, my God, you did. Why? Yeah. You didn't have to. No, but I was starting to look like a fucking lamington. <laughs> I had like, because I got it done like in the one week that we had out of lockdown. Yeah, it's okay. So you couldn't it's, get it redone. I had a lot of regrowth and um, <laughs> it didn't look ideal. So I've trusted Danielle to... Go in with Looks the good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to stuff it up. That's yeah. pretty, <laughs> but she did do a I good job. Could. She did a good uh, job. <laughs> well, yeah, so with the filming, we film in big chunks because it's such a production with how we film. We, we don't just mm. have that film set, set up all year. Mm. So when I'm not filming, I am working behind a laptop all day, basically, or do you know, recording stuff at home, yeah. but mainly it's just working behind a laptop. So my days have, have kind of automatically is structured for me with meetings and just general work that I have yeah. to do. So I find, so that's been really good, but I find that for me, I, I do have to, the only thing I'm struggling with my structure is that motivation, you know, to be ready to work at by 7.30, finish my workout. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't really need to. Like yeah. I can sleep in a little bit more. But apart from that, I kind of am at my desk kind of from 8.39 till depending on the day, 5.36, whatever, um, each day. I have had to make a really conscious effort to make sure I switch off because it's so easy to just kind of get dinner and then keep working because it's all yeah. in the same space at home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the structure. And then at night, Dold and I will just watch a show together. And I said to him the other day, I just I guess, can't Grey's wait. Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. I cannot <laughs> wait because we'll put it on at like maybe 7.38 and then we can watch like maybe three episodes by by this before we go to bed. I looked at him the other day and I said, I love this show, but I am so excited to not have time to watch Grey's Anatomy. Watch this, yeah, I know. Because I'm just, it's like something to look forward to. And then when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, just. I love it, but I just, I want to be out and, you know, doing things. Anyway. I was listening, I was listening to a, and I'm not even sure where I'm going to go with this, but it just made me okay. think about this. So I was listening to a podcast <laughs> the other day. Um, I listened to a few of um, uh, Dr. Huberman's podcast. I don't know if you listened to the Huberman Lab before. He's really, you would, you would, you would really like, it. I'll send you a link to his show. But anyway, he's a neuroscientist. And um, he was talking about the dopamine response and like how, how obviously like say for example an addiction to a drug like after a while the dopamine response dies off so you need more and more of it to really have the same response you probably Mm. won't get it and it's similar to everything else you do so it in a way is very similar like with like watching netflix or going for a walk even things like going for a walk like 
typically I would never really have time just to fuck off for like an hour and a half and go for a walk in the middle of the afternoon. It just never happened. Yeah. Whereas last year it became something that I was really enjoying and looking forward to. And and now I'm just like, fuck, I really can't be bothered going for a walk, even though it's like part of my day now, but because I've done it so much and it's so readily available and I can do it whenever I want, it really doesn't give you that same dopamine response. A hundred percent. So it's so funny you say that because Dold and I started, so we work in separate rooms during the day, which is good because you need space from your partner. Well, I need space. We both need space from our partner, like from Dold and I, we both need space from each other during the day. And then we was, we actually started going for a walk every night for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I, it'll be better now at Daylight Savings because sometimes when it's pitch black and it's like cold and raining, it's so hard to go out. But I, with, we, I found it, it's really good because we actually have conversation as opposed to, because you can't be on your phone while you're walking. So you're mm. just talking and like getting outside and getting fresh air. But I, I do yeah. agree after maybe three to four weeks of doing it, it got it, it is getting harder. And I don't think we did it once last week because we've done yeah. it so many times, but I think so we need times. to get back into it because it does make it does make a difference, I feel. And it really breaks up that finishing work, turn yeah, the laptop yeah. off yeah. to nighttime, like home work life, which usually yeah. we can, for me, it's the commute breaks it up, but it, yeah. we don't have that. It is. That's right. It's kind of, um, you do need to have that barrier, where, like you said before, where, instead of just working any, like all day and just 24 seven constantly doing shit. I've actually found that now that I do have all the time in the world to be working all day, I've forced myself to do it less compared to usual. So like usually when I'd be out all day at work, I'd come home and there'd be emails to do whatever. So you would eat dinner and sit down and just do some work on your phone or your laptop. Whereas now I'm like, nah, yeah, like you gotta not do that. Even with knowing that we're potentially coming out of all this crap, like within the next kind of couple of months, um, like this week, for example, I'm trying to really get a lot more discipline with all of the usual shit that I would do. Like even things like tracking food and um, my water and my sleep and everything. Cause it goes from it, like, it went from a hundred to zero, I go, go from zero to a hundred, like mm. super quick. And within like a month, you'll be probably wishing your buddy back and maybe not, but wishing you had more time again. So I think it's so important to have that structure and routine. How much water do you drink? I'm actually pretty, like pretty piss poor at it, to be honest. Like I try and aim for like three to four liters, but I'm actually, unless unless I'm consciously drinking water throughout the day, I can easily just go like most of the day without drinking any water. And then all of a sudden it's just kind of like too late, but that is something I want to get better at because it's, it, 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 it makes a huge difference. 100%. 100%. I try and I just had a sip of water then. I've literally got like electrolytes in my water to make it taste better. Not a fan of water by itself? In summer. No, I can in summer, but sometimes I just don't. I just can't make myself drink it. And I've been, I haven't been drinking enough water lately. So I'm like, okay, I'll put like hydrolyte stuff in my drink to make me drink more. You guys should bring our BCAs. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> is, that, is that good tasting stuff in a drink? Yeah, well, that's why I put I put amino acids in like all of my water. Okay, and it makes it taste better. Yeah, yeah. Me, it makes you drink more. I don't know. I just try. I've got it. This isn't my normal drink bottle. My normal drink bottle is like. Don't show up. People might get jealous. <laughs> this is actually from Aldi. Um, it was in the middle section. I found it. My favorite section. Um, but there's heaps of drink bottles that have the time of each, the each day. I think there's one. What's it called? Halo something, Hero, Hero water bottle. They, It's got the times on it each day. You try and finish it by that You try time. and finish it by So you try and do two of yeah. them a day and it's two litres and it works. But yeah, oh, water yeah. is very important. I was just interested in how much you drink, but four litres is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It is. <laughs> but it becomes normal. Yeah, like anything else. Yeah, just whatever's normal. After a while. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, when, when you guys, when you and Steph first started um, Keep It Cleaner, I got, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it started with like ebooks, right? Just one, yes. yes. Yeah, one ebook, yeah. yeah. It's fair to say that you probably wouldn't have expected it to be where it is today, but where, like, where, in all honesty, where did you actually think it could go when you made the decision, even like when you first made the decision to start the app? Like, I think it was 2017 that we did the first filming, I think it was roughly. Yep. In all honesty, like then, where did you think that the business would be like now? And then fast forward to now, seeing where it actually is, which I think would have to be a lot better than what you expected. Um, no, that's not, that's, not, that's a compliment. Yeah. As no, in saying no, it's doing know, exceptionally well. So now that you've seen how much growth you've had in that short period yeah. of time, where do you genuinely think that you can take it in say the next five to 10 years? And where do you so, want to take it in the next five, 10 years? You know what's so funny, Dan? I've been on a lot of pod- business podcasts where, and, and Steph and I both have where we've been asked about Keep It Cleaner and I have never been asked that question where we thought it would go at the start. It's such a good question. I don't, to be honest, I don't actually, at that stage when we started the ebook, it was just, Instagram was, and I mean, Steph was very, one of the first to Instagram. She had grown a following and kind of realized the, mm. how awesome Instagram can be as a marketing tool quite early. She was one of the early adapters really to it compared to anyone else, I suppose, in, in Australia. And so we'd seen the power of it. And I think we saw the opportunity to start something. We didn't know where Keep It Clean, it was called Keep It Clean when we first started the ebook, mm-hmm. where it would go. But I think we just, we knew that, and even, I mean, it's funny because we look back and we, we say it was a hobby, which it definitely was. It was a passion project on the side. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, we did when we wanted to to make the ebook to get the money to be able to put it together and do all the everything that we needed to do. We went and got sponsors on board and, you know, we made a heads of agreement and we got uh, 5am yogurt and Bear Blends, which yep. is a brand, on board at the time. And so it's funny when we look back now and we say it was a passion project, We still we still definitely, I think, took it really seriously. So yeah. I I think for both of us, we've never felt like there was a limit on us and what we could do. Mm-hmm. We just always, and, and I suppose we really fell in love with, with really helping people and making them realize, I mean, it's what you do every single day when you live a healthy lifestyle and you, you know, you exercise, you feel so good and you just want everyone else to feel that too. And you want to help them build well. confidence. Yeah, exactly. And so we kind of, I suppose it, it became something that was really addictive to like helping people feel really good. And so we just wanted to do more and more and more. And at the start, we definitely weren't strategic about really to the point where we are now. It's completely yeah. different. Like we didn't have a business plan back then. Yeah. Now we do. But back then we, I, I suppose we were just every, we were trying to find opportunities. We didn't know what they were going to be, but we just kept knocking on people's doors to try and, you know, grow, keep it clean. We didn't really know what it was going to look like, but we were just looking for every opportunity that we could. And then I suppose as we've grown, we became much clearer on our direction of where we want to be and what we want to be. And now the, we're not as, we would never go out as wide as we did at the start now because we're very clear on who we are and and what we want to do. But yeah, I think I I really, I don't know. Definitely. You're right. We never thought it would, would, become you know the business that it is today i remember when we hired our first staff member cat um (laughs) and that was like the craziest thing ever that we had someone on our team and now we are a team of 15 which absolutely we never thought it's crazy that 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 would happen yeah does that uh you know we obviously started the conversation with the topic of overwhelm does that get overwhelming like knowing that there's so many moving parts and although you've got staff to take care of all these moving parts like in the end of the day it's like you and Steph are in charge. So 
does that get pretty overwhelming? Say, for example, I always think about this. Like if I'm trying to grow something in particular, like let's say, for example, I'm trying to grow the podcast. So I put all this time and energy into growing the podcast. But then I've also got clients. I've got an online business. I've got a girlfriend. I've got a dog. I've got normal life, all of that shit as well. And you don't want to drop off in all those other areas just to compensate for one other. Mm. So how do you find that? I think for, for me, and I think for, I can speak for Steph as well, we're so clear on, and it's taken some time to get here, but over the past few years, Keep It Cleaner has been our number one thing. And so yeah. everything that we do, when things come in, like, I mean, you'd be the same when, when brand deals come in or ambassador roles or partnerships, when they come in or any other work opportunity that's outside Keep It Cleaner, the question is, will this help us yeah. with our vision and goal of Keep It Cleaner? And will this take away from what we are doing with Keep It Cleaner? And if the answer to that, there might be some things that come through that really don't have anything, aren't directly, I suppose, related or correlated yeah. to Keep It Cleaner. But if it's something that we really, really enjoy doing, we can find the time to do it and um, it's going to do no harm. Then sometimes, yes, those things we might say yes to. But the main question is, will this take us away from our goals and vision with Keep It Cleaner? And if the answer is yes, then it, basically 99% of the time, it's a no to whoever that email is from. And so I think because we're so clear with that. And then also I feel like the more our team's grown, it's, it's amazing and it's exciting. But when you feel it's not just Steph and I anymore, and Mm. there's, you know, there's 15 of us that are so invested in growing, keep it cleaner and believing in this vision together. And so I feel this huge kind of, uh, responsibility to them that I need to show if they're going to show up for keep it cleaner every day I have to show I have to show up for keep it cleaner every day Mm. like I'm you know I'm I'm, we're the leaders of the company so we have to show up for them and that's really really important so I feel like if anything it's kind of more so that I just want to see even more success for keep it cleaner so our whole team can succeed together does that in a way make it almost easier to stay motivated to progress because of like a very basic example would be if you and I were doing a keep it cleaner workout with no one filming or watching, I dare say you would most likely, if there was exercise you didn't like, probably complain a lot. I'd probably just swear. And just not do it and swear. swear. (laughs) Or or even like if you feel like you're a bit tired or whatever, you you tend to not go as hard. Whereas when you get filmed, all of a sudden there's other people, you have more accountability. So you tend to put in a lot more effort. Is that very, is that very similar? Like you rock up to work and see, you know, 13 staff or 15 staff members or whatever you said it was that have to motivate you to, to be willing to kind of keep pushing a bit harder. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like we're, we're this team and working together. And I mean, the, when you think of team sport, I mean, the most successful leaders that I've worked with, if they're a part of a team who loses, but they had a really good game, they're not happy. Yeah. But the really successful leaders are the ones that, you know, are there for their team the whole time and they're in Mm. this together. And there's kind of like, no, not really a huge high. Obviously we have an org chart at Keep It Cleaner, but there's not a huge hierarchy between our team members. Everyone feels very, very valued. And that is Mm. so important to us. And they all feel a part of it. And I mean, even when this comes out, it will have launched, but we're launching a run program. So to go from zero to yeah, 5k and we've got guided um, audio cues through the program. Awesome. Which is really exciting. It's actually my voice. So if if anyone's listening, like, I don't like your voice. Well, (laughs) 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 maybe, maybe it won't be for you, but, um, but it's been something that like for me personally, I love, obviously, as you know, I love running. And I think that so many people say that they can't be a runner when, they can, they just need to believe in themselves. So that's been kind of the ethos of the program, but with the program that has launched, 
every single person in our team contributed to making that as incredible and, and special as it as it was. And while some team members might have worked on it a little bit more than others, it doesn't matter if they're a junior or a senior or whatever their job title is, without every single person in our team, the RUN program would not have launched yeah. and be what it is. So that's really, really important that everyone feels valued and feels like they're contributing. Well, I mean, from my side, everyone right. is just, everyone is a part of it. And we have the wins together and, and that's, yeah, it's really, it's really special. That is awesome. A couple of things before we wrap up. When was the, do you, do you remember when the exact moment was where, where you thought to yourself, because I know like you're academically quite smart and, and very hardworking and, um, you know, you've got pretty, you're a very, very smart person, got big ambitions even outside of health and fitness. But when was the moment where you thought to yourself, like, even though I'm still studying, I'm not going to be doing anything with this. Um, this is going to be my career. Like, keep it clean. It is something that I can actually do for the rest of my life outside of getting a job working with someone else. Do you remember, was there a specific time where you genuinely thought to yourself that this is actually going to happen? Oh, good question. I think when we, when we went out on our own with the app and we launched the app, yep. so we had the program in, in 2017 for the year and we were working with another company. And then when we went out on our own and launched the app by ourselves and we, I think that instilled a lot of confidence in Steph and I that we had built a brand that people did connect with and the product that we had created was something that they did love and that helped people, you know, in their daily lives. And so that for us was probably the moment where we were like, okay, we can, we can do this and this is, and it also, it's really, it's as soon as we got, and that was the time when we got team members, because when you have team members, they're people that the business's success is reliant on the fact that, you know, we, I want to, I mean, We've, we're very lucky that we've never had any cash issues that we haven't been out of people's, people's salaries. But that to me is something that's always in the back of my head, you know, every decision that, and as we grow, the decisions get bigger yeah. and, you know, we need to take more risks, but it's always in the back of my head that the most important thing to me, number one, is that every single person in our team, you know, we're responsible for, for we pay, um, for, <clears throat> sorry, we're responsible for, what's the word with the paycheck? Salary releasing <laughs> i'm trying to think what i do with the pay where i release them on 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 the online banking so we're responsible for you know paying their salary yeah, every yeah. single week and that's really really important so when there's other people that are affected by mm. your decisions i think that for me is when we both kind of went we need to be all in on this because yeah. you know all of our team members are and so it's it's very very important and we've got that responsibility for them it's incredible um Okay, two more things. This one okay. just popped into my head right now, but I feel as though it's something that a lot of people would probably think at some point in time. Mm. How, like you and Steph being such good friends, um, and I know both of you extremely well, um, you're both incredible people, but what, like working together so closely, I mean, you think of a relationship with uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may be, um, or a really close friendship, it's very common that at some point in time, you're going to clash. So like what, how, how do you guys avoid that or like how do you give each other I guess the space to stay such good friends and business partners and still be your own person I guess without letting all of this get in the way of your friendship because I think it's something that's like it's incredible but I think a lot of people would, would look at it and just go how like how the hell do they do it yeah I mean I, I mean I'm so we I've you've heard me say it before I'm so lucky to have have a Steph as, as my business partner and we just, I think the number one thing is having huge respect for each other in mm -hmm. what we do at, in the business and then just respect us as humans as well. And, 
that is number one. Without respect for each other, you can't work together. It's not possible yeah. once you lose it or once, you know, one person starts disrespecting the other person. Mm -hmm. We've all worked with those people. It's yeah. so hard. You feel demotivated, you feel invalued, and it just doesn't, doesn't work. So we've got, you know, the utmost respect for each other. And I think as well, more recently, we've kind of defined our roles a little bit more in the business. And it's been, I mean, Steph's been on, I mean, she didn't take much maternity leave. She's kind of been back yeah. for the past three months or something. But we've, Steph also puts a lot of trust in me in making um, some, you know, more legal and financial decisions but Steph's still a part of all of them that's super super important we're yeah. all a part we're both a part of really really big decisions but I feel so lucky that Steph puts so much trust in in me with those things and Steph really owns kind of the product yeah. content side of marketing social side of things yeah and she's got incredible attention to detail I don't yeah. have any unless it's with numbers I really don't have it yeah. so that um that's really, that sounds nice like you really we, play into each other's strengths yeah that's exactly yeah. right and, and we really we just respect each other it's funny we're so used to we talk every single day we never get sick of each other like i mean it's been hard during covid because we've hardly really seen each other yeah. as, as much but if i mean even just before i called steph and it was so weird because i was like oh my god we haven't spoken for 24 hours like are you okay and she's like, oh, <laughs> hi. it's so funny and if we it's it's um yeah and even sometimes like when um when we catch up with with steph and josh and dold and i drive away he says to me like I swear, like some, you, you and Steph, like I sometimes think you're closer than we are. And I mean, we probably, it's like we're married. It's like a work, yeah. but best friend relationship. And yeah. it's just, um, yeah, it's just the best. I think as well, the more, um, I suppose, things that you go through with someone, the more hardships, which Steph yeah. and I have gone through quite a lot in, in and things we've learned so much from, but mm -hmm. just really hard contract negotiations and just some hard things together that makes you so much stronger and while you're going through it it's hard yeah we have just we've we've been through kind of quite a bit of it so we we've just got stronger our relationship every every single time and i think as well you you probably found this dan but it's really hard especially in business to find someone that you can actually a hundred million percent trust yeah and has your best interests at heart and i think it's impossible. Like I've, I haven't found anyone really except, crazy, except yeah. Steph. So she's, um, yeah, we're, we're so lucky to have each other and we just seem to be getting stronger every day, really, <laughs> which is awesome. Brilliant stuff. We're now just, just to wrap up for, for anyone that's tuned in that hasn't um, seen or heard any of your content or keep it cleaners before, maybe they have already, but where can people sign up and what's the best place to start? Um, obviously I know the answer, but I'm happy for you to answer. Um, like where can, where can people start? Let's say someone's listening that, that has never really trained before. Like what's their best option? Obviously you've got a whole a pretty varied, um, I guess, experience level of members inside Keep It Cleaner. Like so, me. Talking, so can, uh, who's our master trainer? <laughs> what's the best place for someone to start? So you can sign up at www.keepitcleaner.com or on the app store, you can, you can sign up and download the app via there. So I recommend starting with our kickstart program, which a big legend, experienced, amazing person, wrote, <laughs> which is you, Dan. And that is a 12 week program to build your confidence in your exercises and get ready to start, I suppose, improving your fitness. So that's a 12 week program. And then from there to start kick fit, which is the intermediate program. That's the one that I do. And then also there's lots of different options uh, on the 
in the app as well. There's over 500 recipes. We've got guided meditations. Then we've also got a bank of masterclasses. So yeah. if you prefer to do a workout where you feel like you've got a trainer with you the whole time, uh-huh. that's where the masterclasses are. Dan really serves the best strokes in those <laughs> in those classes. So it's like a, it's a 20 minute workout basically where depending on who the trainer is, if it's Dan, um, Steph or myself will be in the workouts. And so we're taking the, we're in the workout doing it. Dan's telling us what to do. We do it together. So Steph and I want to feel like your workout buddy in, mm. in the workout and then we kind of make Dan seem like the bad guy doing <laughs> telling us, us what to do but um, I, I love the masterclasses I find them super super motivating and you feel like you're kind of working out with with a friend so mm. yeah and then we've also got the, the running program too, the yeah exactly interesting that you can go and do like a, a full lower body or even glute session yeah. it might be all abs it might be all upper body it's yeah I like them and learning stuff. technique I, I feel like even my technique with, I mean, Dan, you know, like when we first started training together, my squat technique, I've learned just everything has improved so much because I mean, in the masterclasses, it's basically like 20 minutes of, of you or whoever the trainer is giving great advice on technique. And I think that's, um, it's been amazing in the community to see as well, like how much people, our, our community members feel so much more confident now mm. in, that, you know, they might've never wanted to, not that we can go to the gym now, but a lot of them do kick at the gym and they might've never done it, never felt comfortable confident walking to the gym and now they do because they've done kick and, yeah. and they've done it at home in their own living room and learned the technique and really built their confidence up so yeah that's um it's awesome and it's a big testament to you with your incredible technique talks how hard is general that general being say? a legend personal trainer no yeah, you know, we love you dan <laughs> you're the best i've been saying literally to everyone i'm like i'm so excited to be able to film with you oh, it's gonna be Don't fun they, I know. yeah it's soon. exciting I'm looking forward to it well, Laws, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I reckon this is maybe the fourth time. I yeah, I've never been remember. on here fourth time. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. Um, I remember one of the podcasts we did together. We did it in your car. Remember in our old office? Yes. In I your remember. car, Steph and I were sitting in the back seat, I think, and you were in the front seat and you, like, put the mic on the um, <laughs> on the middle. What's it, the console? What's it called, a console? Whatever it's called. And we literally did buddy. a podcast. Yeah, you're at the moment. Yeah, we literally did a podcast there. And then I swear to God, you it's like about the production, left, it's about the content. You left at 3.30 or something. At 4 o'clock, you're like, hi, guys, podcast is up. It's the link. <laughs> did you edit it? <laughs> I love it, though, because it's like, you know, raw. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about podcasts. I mean, you have, yes, to an extent, there needs to be a decent amount of work that goes into I feel like I did some horrible be. sentences you can edit. <laughs> That's okay. But I mean, like, that's what I like about podcasting is that you and I can just have a chat and then everyone else yep. can benefit from it as well. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that up to everyone else. Well, like thank it. you, Dan. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Having and, me. and thank you to did everyone. Did you just say thank you for having me on? Yeah, I did. You did. I fucked up. So I'm not going to edit it out. So I'm not going to edit it out. So if anyone After you've been guess what? on the podcast for four, for four episodes or more, you are officially the host, according to Dan. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. It was really great having you as a guest. Absolute pleasure. Let me know when the episode's up and send me through the link. Um, For everyone who has tuned in, thank you for listening or watching. We'd love for you to take a screenshot of this episode. Post up on Instagram story for us. Tag myself, tag Laura. Check out Keep It Cleaner if you haven't already. And um, maybe, just maybe, you'll be back on for a fifth fifth time. We'll have to see what happens. What are we going to talk about? There's not much left. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, Laura, and thanks, everyone, who's tuned in. Thanks, Dan.